Welcome to the You Are Loved podcast. My name's Liv Downing. I'm a psychologist and meditation teacher. And my vision for this podcast is to provide all of us with different access points to this sense of coming home, this sense of of connection and belonging. You Are Loved is the title of my forthcoming children's book, which will be released at some point in the future, hopefully in 2022, but we'll see. And in it, I really explore the possibility that that sense of love and connection is always available to us. And then I offer meditation as a way for us to experience that. I also know that meditation is not necessarily for everybody. So over these series of podcast interviews, I'm wanting to provide different ways for all of us to to come home, to sense this feeling of being loved, no matter what wonderful life throws at us. So thank you so much for joining me and my beautiful guests. And I look forward to sharing this series with you. I am beyond thrilled to be sharing M Toner with you guys today. So M, as you'll hear in our session, uh, in our interview, she's a clinical psych as well as a musician. And in our chat, we explore a concept called growth mindset. M shares her personal story and how this tool of growth mindset has really supported her to follow her pipe dream, which is what she refers to her music as. She shares with us some amazing tips around how we can uh, include growth mindset into the way we parent and the way we give feedback to our kids. She also highlights some of the risks of a fixed mindset for us parents and that how this can really impact our kids' self-image, the development of the way they identify, the way how they see themselves, and instead how we can focus on effort process and strategy rather than outcome. We talk about the difference between working with the mind and on the mind and how while mindfulness and meditation are awesome, as you guys know, that's my love, uh, they're not enough to help us to change and grow. She also talks a little bit about the importance of embodiment and how, um, you know, really coming home to our body and letting our our body guide us in the right direction and, and helping us align to our values. And she finishes up by sharing a little bit around some uh, practical tools for cultivating a growth mindset in our life, as well as a new concept she's come across in her work and research called benefit mindset, which is really about supporting us to cultivate collective growth and how we can be of benefit to the world. And I feel that this is such important work for us to be doing, you know, creating connection to ourselves and a belonging to our broader world. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Em just as much as I love doing it for you. Hello, everybody, and hello, dear Emily Toner. Hi, Liv. How are you going? I'm good. I'm good. It's so lovely to be here with you. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on to the podcast. Um, as we've talked about before, you and I, Em, uh, we're both psychologist you're a clinical psychologist and very passionate about teaching mindfulness and meditation as part of your the work you offer to the world um, and then you also have in, in, invited I guess this wonderful thing called growth mindset into your life into your professional life and personal life so that's really the focus for today but Em, I'd love you to tell me just a little bit about about what you do what gets you out of bed in the morning what you're passionate about and then we'll jump into the official beginning. Yeah, amazing. Well, I um, 
I guess you could say I lead a double life in in many ways, although that life tends to be, it seems to be kind of coming together now in, in cool ways. Um, but my, I have a clinic, obviously a background in clinical psychology and um, I'm not a practicing psychologist anymore. I mainly run workshops and courses and I have my own meditation daily live platform now. It's called Creating a Safe World Within, which is really exciting. So um, I have a beautiful members community who, who, who it was a bizarre twist of events, but as a result of COVID last year, um, it really felt like people needed every day sort of support to get through lockdown and that just kind of continued so now I'm still still doing that which is amazing um but the other part of my life is music and I um play music I um produce music and have my own uh record label called Wine the Sky Records and it's very yeah it's very exciting and I'm looking to kind of create a bit more balance between putting bringing a bit more music into my life this year as well amazing Em you know I will never forget um, a moment you and I shared probably six years ago now. We were working together at a, um, a mind-body studio and we were walking down the street. We must have been on a break or something and we, for some reason, were standing in a doorway. I just remember that very clearly. <laughs> and um, we were just talking about life and careers and I remember you saying to me, Liv, you know, mindfulness and meditation has really, really helped me. But I've also come across this thing called growth mindset, and that has I've, that's really changed the way that I see the world. And I remember thinking, wow, that's wonderful. And, yes, you're amazing, but clearly you're not very um, committed to mindfulness and meditation <laughs> if you're thinking about other strategies and concepts. <laughs> and I now know six years later on my, with my own personal and professional journey that, of course, there's more than just mindfulness and meditation. While they are amazing and an incredible mm. starting point, uh, we do need to invite other techniques and practices into our life to support us to wake up, grow up, be who we are, reach our potential. So tell me a little bit about growth mindset, what it is and how it's supported you. Oh, wow. It's a long story, Liz. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so growth mindset is a a, um, concept that's come from the positive psychology or the science of well-being research and world. It was initially created, I believe, by Carol Dweck in her book, Growth Mindset. She talks about the fact that we all have within us um, either a growth or a fixed mindset about certain things. And so someone with a fixed mindset, which is probably a lot of us actually in many ways on a lot of things, it's this belief, it's kind of like this old-fashioned belief that your genetics are very important and you're, you're born with a certain amount of intelligence and there's nothing you can really do about that. Um, you are either a skilled Uh, You're either a creative person or you're not. You're either a person who's good at maths or you're not. You know, there's kind of fixed abilities. And it doesn't matter how much effort and time you put in, you're probably never going to be very good at something. Or alternatively, people with fixed mindsets can also do the opposite. They can think, I'm really gifted in this. And I've got something unique and special that other people don't have. And that can actually be even more damaging, which we can talk about um, later. But so, so that's the fixed mindset. And then the growth mindset mentality is that, well, actually, I can really achieve anything I want through effort and practice. And it's almost impossible to know what you could achieve through years and years of dedicated effort and practice. And it might just be that those gifted kids who are amazingly good at sport, maybe they did a lot of sport as little kids. You know, maybe they were just intrinsically interested in certain things and that's why they have a better ability later in life. So 
it's true that most people would say, most people would argue, you know, but we can't all be Einstein. And, uh, you know, that is true. But it's also impossible to know what we can achieve through regular daily practice and effort. And most importantly, we all know now that our brains are, you know, this neuroplasticity is so important throughout our whole life. So it's almost ridiculous to think that any of these things are static. Even processing speed now has been shown to be able to be changed through regular effort in meditation. So practice and effort can change even things that we thought were completely um, finite. Isn't that amazing, Em? What an incredible, incredibly empowering concept. I mean, and it's it's different from positive thinking, right? Because there's actually that very much that effort component. It's very much about persistence and um, and understanding that I guess that flexibility that we all have. It's mm. it's it's quite a profound thought. I mean, because I can really relate to the maths example you gave. You know, growing up, so my mum was never very comfortable with maths, mm-hmm. and I remember her very clearly saying to me, "Oh, Liv, we're just not good at maths." And so, and I think as parents, that's very much what we do, isn't it? We kind of label right. our kids and tell them how they are, which is very much a, a fixed mindset. It's a it's a big risk, yeah. and I've had to, you know, out not to mention hours of therapy, um, but. <laughs> you know, really work on my approach to to maths and how I feel about doing numbers and, you know, working out the commercials of my business and all that kind of stuff. It's, mm. I've had to work through a lot of those barriers. Those, yeah. that, and I can almost hear my mum's voice saying, we're not good at maths. We're not good at maths. Isn't that amazing? We're yeah. not good at maths. Not yeah. I'm not good at maths. No. That's, a, that's a family fixed mindset. That's a, that is a family. Fix, yeah. It's yeah. tough to outgrow that stuff. Yeah. You know, one of the things I've loved observing, um, just talking about the kids thing, is at my kids' school, they taught, they've taught the kids to add the word yet at the end. So right. it's I'm not good at maths yet can you expand on that for me and um and then i'd love to hear a little bit about how because i have a feeling your love and exploration of music has something to do with growth mindset (laughs) you might be right there yeah (laughs) yeah so that's such a great um tool to use and there's a great ted talk um this is actually how i learned about growth mindset i watched a ted talk by a guy called eduardo brinceno And um, he talks about this idea of, you know, if you don't think you're good at something, just add a yet. And it's amazing that that one small word can completely change everything. I've done a lot of work with um, in schools and and even just witnessing friends and family members. And it it's really it really makes me upset in a way. I get angry when I look at um, people giving children fixed mindset praise Mm. um things like oh you're so smart you're so intelligent or aren't you such a good you know such a good girl or you know and it's almost impossible not to do it because I do it you know you find it with my nephews it's almost impossible not to fall into that trap sometimes but the challenge is is that if you you know give children fixed minds fixed mindset praise about their abilities not about the process then they start to think that it is all to do with who they are and that their effort doesn't matter. And Mm. that's dangerous for lots of ways. And one of the ways it's dangerous, I actually did some work. We both did some work with med students at, uh, yeah, at Monash university. And, and I find that med students are a fascinating example of children who've been told their whole life that they're quite intelligent and quite special and unique. And then these really, really intelligent students go into a university environment where they're, 
they're all of a sudden not special. They're around all these incredibly intelligent people as well. And it's incredibly um, overwhelming for them. If they don't have the concept clear in their mind that effort is what will help me to achieve well in this course, then they could completely feel overwhelmed and just drop out and have incredible, you know, have a lot of anxiety and depression. And we know that those students do have high levels of, you know, stress and anxiety and depression. Mm. So I've really witnessed this, that that fixed mindset praise and that belief that either I'm terrible at maths or that I'm exceptional at maths. And it's because of who I am as a person, both ways is incredibly unhelpful and leads to children or adults not wanting to try hard. They're more likely to give up when things get difficult. They don't want to be challenged on harder problems next. They actually want to do something easy to show that they're correct. And they also, in this study, um, Eduardo talks about how children were more likely to lie about their scores as well because they, they couldn't hold the idea that they, they might be wrong because it meant that if I failed at this, then I'm a failure. Gosh, Not that I didn't try hard. I'm a failure. And I just think that's the worst possible thing we could be teaching our kids. Well, it goes to the core of their being, doesn't it? It, it, really, um, it really encourages them to <clears throat> identify with that external self, that created self. And, you know, it's so interesting hearing you say that because I can also relate to that. You know, I went from being um, quite a big fish in a small pond in mm. senior school into being not even a fish in a massive pond at university, and that was really hard for me. And I deferred for the year. Um, because it was like, well, who am I? No one knows me. <laughs> how can I? How can I be here? Um, so it's so interesting. So what? What's your suggestion as far as you know to those of us who are parents out there, and even aunties and uncles? Mm. What can we be saying to our kids rather than, "Gosh, you're smart. You know, you're a good girl, boy. Aren't you great at kicking a ball? What? What yeah. other ways can we? What other words can we use? Yeah. And, and, you know, this is the hard part, but I guess it's just focusing on the effort and the strategies. So you used a really good strategy to do that, or maybe there's a different strategy you can use Mm. to do that, Mm. or it looks like you tried really hard then, or that was a really good effort. It's really just focusing on the process and the The strategy, not on the outcome. And the outcome doesn't actually really matter. No, it really doesn't. Oh, gosh, that's so important for us to hear it in the midst of homeschooling yet again. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, Em, how you applied this insight and knowledge to your own kind of double life, your double career, as you've talked about. Yeah. Well, I, I think you, I'm, I'm sure you've heard elements of this story. Um, but, yeah, I watched that TED Talk when I was in my, doing my master's in, in psychology and and. I, it was the first time I'd really heard about this idea and I definitely grew, grew, grew up in a family of kind of people with fixed mindsets. I think many of us did. And um, it blew my mind to think that all of a sudden everything was possible, anything was possible. I had always wanted to play music and I had played a lot of music at school. Um, I'd done a lot of, of different things, but always with that kind of fixed mindset of oh, I'm not sure if I'm very creative or musical or you know, there's other people who are way better than me. And I used to always be quite judgmental of myself and very sort of perfectionistic about my ability to, to, to create. And then I watched this TED Talk and, and I thought, okay, well, I, the only way I'm going to do this is through effort and practice. And so I went to, I used to go to open mic nights and I, my goal was 
I sort of really wanted to play my own open mic, but I was terrified, like absolutely <laughs> terrified. <laughs> and um, and I remember um, going to this this open mic night, having watched this this TED talk that day, and I was like, okay. So I'm looking at the people on stage, and normally in my head, I would say these people are way better than me, or I'll never be like that. And and instead, all I did was say, it's kind of like the yet. I said these people are way better than me because they've practiced a lot more than me because I've done nothing. <laughs> I haven't practiced. I haven't, you know, I haven't done anything. So of course they're better than me. And for the first time ever, instead of going home feeling depressed and overwhelmed and feeling like I wanted to, you know, curl up in a hole and that my dreams were never going to be achieved, I went home and I practiced because I felt really like motivated and excited to think that if I practice, then I could be like that one day. Wow, Em, what a beautiful story. It's so <laughs> profound. I can feel I can feel that it's like an opening. It's like a space. And he, he, I think you used the word before, anything's possible. Like there's just so many potential yeah. outcomes. It's, it's almost like, being at the, in the Truman Show where we, um, you know, we have this life that's been given to us and then once we adopt a growth mindset, it's like seeing a crack in the ceiling. It's like, oh, you mean mm. there's more potential out there? There's more possibility yeah. out there. Yeah. And so it's like, hang on, you're saying that I could do and be anything I want to be. I just have to put in a lot of practice and effort. That's mind-blowing. That is and, mind-blowing. And, and the cool thing is like when you're kind of working on this stuff, there is a lot of effort, you know, like I've put in since then, I, um, a year after that first open mic, um, the same venue invited me to play a gig. And, um, I was thinking, hang on, I'll pay you to play a gig here. And they were like, no, no, we'll pay you. And I'm like, what, (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean? And a friend of mine said, you you know, when I listen to you now, you really at a professional level. And I just thought, how how is any of this possible? I didn't feel like I was. I didn't feel like I was very good. I still thought, thought I was terrible. And I, you know, our internal critic is so strong, especially oh. for things that we really, 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 really care about. Yeah. And it just was so interesting. But for me, it's just these tiny little steps that I was taking. It's like, okay, well, I wanted to play an open mic night. I did it. It was terrifying. I don't remember any of it. I shook the whole time. My fr- I got off the stage. It was so bad. I got off the stage and my friends were like, I was like, how'd I go? And they're like, well, <laughs> you were, you're a bit nervous. <laughs> but, you know, you deserve to be up there. Yeah. You, know, you deserve to be up there. And that's all that I needed to keep going. You know, I wasn't good, but it didn't matter because I was doing something that I always wanted. And then, you know, I kept practicing and getting better each week and watching my friends improve ridiculously. And anyone who's practiced yoga or who's practiced music, who's, who's done anything kind of any of those activities where you can really see yourself growing quite significantly over time. You know, I remember the day that I sailed up into a headstand in yoga and I thought, I never thought I'd be ever be able to do this, you know, wow, ever. And actually it's really easy when you actually get someone telling you how to do it properly. And you practice. And, and you, when you've you practice, you make the commitment. You touched on a really interesting point there about wanting to do something Oh, sorry, doing something you'd always wanted to do. So it's it's almost like you had started to listen to some deep yearning within you and then it was the growth mindset approach which, which helped you manage that internal critic that I can never mm. do this, I'm not good enough. Can you tell me more about how 
this concept has supported you to kind of listen more deeply and to to kind of cultivate that sense of connection internally that Mm. that that safety internally Mm. yeah it's such a wonderful question I think um I think we all have that voice inside that says wouldn't it be cool if blah 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 or imagine if my life involved doing this or you know and for me the way that I describe it would be especially when I was you know sitting at those open mic nights looking at other people I would describe them as pipe dreams to me it was an absolute pipe dream it was so lofty and so far away from what I could possibly achieve I mean I couldn't play guitar I I hadn't sung in years and you know the idea of getting on stage and, and doing that or even playing a gig professionally in music, it was just so far away from my reality that I call it a pipe dream. But the incredible thing about growth mindset is, is that, you know, and that's where mindfulness comes in, I think as well, being able to notice your inner voices, being able to notice the inner critic. If I hadn't been able to notice my mind listening and saying, you guys are way better than me and I'll never be like that, then I would have just gone home feeling depressed and not really been able to do anything with it yeah isn't that just I just want to labor that point for a moment because I just think and you and I've had this conversation before I now know there's more to life than just mindfulness and meditation but not much not much (laughs) it it is such a fundamental starting point isn't it because if we Mm. don't know what's going on how can we respond with wisdom and kindness and so I love that you've identified that that was kind of that was your foundation it's like oh I'm noticing this thinking but you also you took it one step further you also had a really practical tool to manage it which is where the growth mindset stuff comes in Mm. sorry I've I've cut you off continue back no that's wonderful adding to that you know you could say this first step is noticing the fixed mindset so noticing the fixed mindset is the first step I can't do maths I'm not I'm not creative and I'm not able to get on stage the second step is adding the growth mindset in and just faking it till you're making it, just saying yet. Yep. <laughs> or, you know, they're better than me because they've practiced a lot more than me. That's yep. the growth mindset step. Yep. And the powerful thing about that is, is it's incredibly motivating. Yes. Generally. And it's incredible to think like, you know, a year later I did a gig. A year after that, I think I wrote my first song. That was another thing. I was like, I can't write music. I've never written a song before. I have no idea how to write a song. There's no way I could write a song. And then my growth. And can we just tell the listeners how old you were when you were doing all this? Like you're in oh, your what, late teens, early Yeah, 50s. like my first open mic I played at 28. Yeah. And the first time I ever wrote a song was at 30. Yeah. So, so I really didn't funny. think I could because I'd never done that. I was 30 yeah. and I'd never written a song. So why yeah. would I think that I could write one now? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it just applies to anything. And And then I was obsessed with, I was really excited with what was happening. So I studied, I decided to study music production for a year. And then I produced a friend's EP. And then I started a record label. And, you know, all these things have happened since then. And and now I find myself in a position where, you know, I'm really part of the music world in quite a significant way. Um, I'm, you know, very much connected in with the creative you know, all my friends, a lot of my friends are musos. We, we perform and collaborate. We do lots of things. You know, I'm really living the life that I never thought was possible. And, and it definitely was just small little steps all along the way. Because if you'd said at that open mic night, oh, you're going to be, you know, talking at industry conferences and, you know, releasing music and producing for other artists, then I would have said no way. Yeah. But it was always just that one little step that took me to the next place. Yeah. 
So phenomenal, Em. It's, um, and I guess it, you know, it kind of goes back to that age-old story, how do you eat an elephant chunk by chunk by chunk? <laughs> and it's almost like you, because um, you very much could have stayed in that more academic, scientific, kind of clinical psych, you know, do the work. It's almost like you, you were able to access and then grow this whole creative part of yourself, this whole mm-hmm. uh, intuitive, emotional, um, almost like another whole part of your brain, another whole, well, it's, I guess it's your whole being. You're now embodying your whole being rather than just a section of it. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> So, and which brings me to kind of, um, you know, asking a bit about the tension that I've always struggled with between working with the mind Mm. and on the mind. Mm. So I think, you know, again, coming back to mindfulness, it's really, but that's really about working with the mind. So it's looking at what's here, it's practicing acceptance, it's practicing compassion. What growth mindset brings us is that capacity to work on the mind, to grow the good, to to explore and, you know, grow new neural pathways, new skills. How have you managed that tension between the two, those two approaches, I guess? I have no idea. (laughs) I'm not entirely, I'm not entirely sure. I think I almost feel like um, part of it is just taking action you know, regardless of how you're feeling. Um, I'm not sure if this is answering your question, but a really big part of growth mindset work is is actually just acting. You right. know, if you can't really do growth mindset work unless you're willing to embrace the fear and just actually take take action. And it's the action that probably allows you to then work on the mind um, yes. to then reframe it. So now when I have a pipe dream, I don't think, oh, that's a pipe dream. I think, that is entirely possible. Do I want to put in the amount of effort that is required in order to achieve that? Yeah. And maybe I do and maybe I don't. But that's a pretty cool way of thinking about it. You know, mm. do I want a, a career in politics? Well, anything's possible. I, I don't. But, you know, <laughs> it's like a, any question, you know, what do I want to do with my life or who do I want to be? And it's like, well, you really can be anything, but well, do you really want to put the time and effort in? Because it is a lot of effort. Um, yeah. So you really want intrinsic motivation to yes. in something to to kind of draw you forward um, yes. so I don't think I answered your question at all no then. no you have you have you've answered my question it's really about how does mindfulness and this capacity to be aware and to know and to see and to um to love ourselves anyway how does that work with the desire to change and grow you know how do we navigate that that discrepancy between uh, acceptance of who we are you know it might have been very easy for you to say um, I accept I am not music musical I have this pipe dream but I accept I'm not musical but that would have stunted your growth Mm. whereas what you were able to do is add this special source of um, of possibility and to go oh actually I can lean into that but the 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 mindfulness bit had to come first Mm. Yeah. yeah, and I think that that for me the word embodiment comes in. Like I know when I started practicing mindfulness, I was so not connected to my body in any way whatsoever, and still I'm pretty bad. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know, look, like I started out okay, with a pretty low journey. bar. <laughs> I started out with a very low bar of embodiment, and um, I'm slowly working my way up. But I do think that the meditation really has helped me to embody to become anchored more in my body and myself. And, and, and so being able to 
after a while, I don't know if you've noticed this, Liv, but you've probably noticed that after a while, it's almost impossible to make value incongruent decisions or it's almost impossible. Like if someone said to me, uh, you know, go and work at this job nine to five in an office doing whatever, like my body would physically not allow me to do that now, yeah. you know, because yeah. I know it's not good for me physically. I'd probably yeah. get sick. I'd throw up. I'd do anything that was required for me not to do that um, because I feel like my body is very, very sort of it knows what I what I need and I want. And, and now I'm just trying to kind of listen to it more and more. Yeah, it's so true. And I can I can totally relate to that. You know, I think I lived, you know, mm, it's kind of we, yeah. we just don't, we're just not in it. We're very much in our heads. And I also think for those of us who've gone down the psych path, the body mm. was never part of my education. I'm sure it wasn't part of yours. Yeah. And I actually think that leaves the whole area of mental health as a very narrow platform for, for those of us who have a tendency towards anxiety and depression or other psychiatric disorders, yeah. I think that when we don't come to the body, when we don't acknowledge the nervous system and, and the intuition, it's very difficult to heal. It's very yeah. difficult to, to really understand our whole selves if we don't yeah. acknowledge the body. And yeah, I know you've been doing a lot of work around that, around the nervous system and trauma healing, and I'd love to, you know, pick your brain about that another day oh yeah look into polyvagal theory it's amazing amazing just a whole different way of seeing anxiety and depression really yeah very interesting what kind of practical tools when it comes to um growth mindset do you think you could share with with listeners so what can people start bringing in straight away and then in addition to that i wonder if you might this is a double barrel question Mm -hmm. I wonder if you might talk a little bit about this concept of the benefit mindset that we talked about earlier, which which almost seems like it takes growth mindset from the individual to the collective. Yeah. So yeah. practical tools for growth mindset and then a little bit about what benefit mindset is and, and how we can start thinking more collectively. Amazing. Yeah. So I guess we could probably just summarize like what we've, where we've come to. So you know, meditation and mindfulness, having a regular practice of that will help us to become more embodied, will help to, um, it has helped me to notice the fixed mindset or just notice my inner thoughts, notice my voices in my head a little bit clearer. Um, sounds like I'm crazy, but we all have voices in <laughs> our heads. <laughs> mine have names yeah mine too yeah Uh, and notice that inner critic or whatever you want to call it and um try to just acknowledge that and one activity could be just to like literally sit down and write down what what do I have a fixed mindset about you know what are all the things that I think I can't do or that I think I really can do that I haven't acknowledged has anything to do with effort or practice and that can be just an interesting exercise in itself you know I can't parallel park or whatever it is that you come up with um and for me, one of those things was I can't do tech. So even though I'd worked out that I can, that's the other thing to acknowledge about growth mindset is it's it's kind of, it's not just a global thing. You might have a fixed mindset on some things and a growth mindset on others. So it's kind of useful to look at it all. And for me, the reason why I studied music production was because I knew I had a really fixed mindset about not being able to do anything to do with like, audio engineering sound stuff like I anytime I looked at like a sound desk at a, at a live event I just like felt terror I had no idea what I was meant to be doing and you know I was playing you have to know how to set up your live sound and so I was like right I'm going to focus on 
this fixed mindset of not being able to do any of these things and I'm going to study it for a year. And now, you know, I feel really awesome that I can talk complete tech nerd gear stuff to anyone who who wants to listen to talk about compression and all that crap. Anyway, so first step, meditation, mindfulness. Second step, notice the fixed mindset and try and acknowledge where in your life you might have it. The third step's ridiculously easy. You just add in a yet. And the fourth step is just start taking action. And, and you know, fear will guide you in a way. You know, if something's really scary, then often you really want to do it. True. <laughs> the more scary something is, generally the more you have to, to lose. So, so go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. 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 And then how can we apply this learning to the collective through adopting a benefit mindset? Yeah, so I'm so glad you brought up benefit mindset because that is a, a sort of a, a next next part of it that's been added on by a guy called um, Ash Buchanan. And you can actually go to his website, benefitmindset.com. And it kind of builds on a growth mindset. Um, so not only do we acknowledge that we can uh, develop all of our abilities, we also acknowledge that we're actually part of a collective and we we it's more connected to purpose and why we want to do what we do and how we can contribute um, to the world you know it's kind of this idea that instead of just you know thinking about your own individual goals um, individual strengths it's looking at how you are interdependent to um, you know what really makes us thrive is our capacity to not only serve ourselves but serve the world you know, it's just a really cool concept and a cool idea. And, and I guess my version of talking about this is um, I like to use the term spiritual activism, mm. contributing to your own healing, to your own growth and to that of the planet to me is, is spiritual activism. Yeah, beautiful. And, gosh, that really highlights just that, that connection that we're, you know, we're all connected uh, by this planet we need to really start looking after ourselves and each other and the planet and I so admire the work that you're doing within that space M it's um yeah really quite amazing and I I feel like I'd like to learn more about that area but I will definitely check out Ashby Cannon's work it sounds really interesting and um you know as you know the whole purpose of this podcast is to really give people different tools to cultivate both connection to themselves and um, and belonging to the world so it sounds like a combination of growth mindset obviously mindfulness and meditation we know we both love that Uh, and then the benefit mindset a different you know different access points different tools to support us yeah yeah definitely is there anything I should I should have asked you and I haven't that you'd Ooh. like to share about? There's nothing you should have asked me, but I actually just wanted to acknowledge and thank you, Liv, because when we were talking, it occurred to me that back when back when I was going through that phase of being terrified about, you know, becoming more in, you know, I was a clinical psychologist wanting to be a musician. And at that point, you know, there was no part of me that was really doing that. And, um, and I, it occurred to me when we were talking just then that, you were actually the first person that I felt comfortable telling. I think I told you I'm going to take, you know, six months off to focus on music. And I remember at the time feeling like embarrassed, terrified, all these things to say that out loud to someone because it felt so embarrassing to say, oh, I'm going to focus on music because I, I you know, I was still so self-critical and still, you know, not in my uh 
it didn't feel like I was a musician. So it was actually really hard to tell anyone that. But because you are so non-judgmental and so lovely, mm-hmm. you were actually the person that I told. So oh, thank you. <laughs> my pleasure. My <laughs> pleasure. Oh, what a gorgeous way to finish our chat today. Thank you Pretty so nice. much. My pleasure. And I wonder, was that the same conversation when we were standing in the doorway? I think it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you Full go. Circle. Full circle, full circle. Well, dear M, thank you so much for joining us today. I um, I have learned a lot. I feel much clearer on what growth mindset is and how I can bring it into my life and certainly how I can bring it into my home and my family and working with my kids and nieces and nephews. I just, I hope the listeners have got as much of your awesomeness as I have. So thank you so much. Thanks, Liv. Take care. <laughs>